Yo, what's up, everybody? How's it going, Billy? Welcome to the show, everybody who's watching live. If you're on the East Coast, I hope you're staying cool. It is super hot out today. It's like 100 degrees. So stay cool, everybody. What's up, Billy? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Like I said, I'm staying cool. We have a heat wave yeah. going on over here. I heard it was getting hot out there. You know what it is? What happens when it gets hot um, in like New York? It's it's going to start thunderstorming sometime soon. I feel like it gets really hot. It's humid. It feels like you're living in a cloud. And yeah. then it's just, yeah. That's the same thing happened yesterday, too. Thunder is that crazy at night right before the sun goes down. It's going to happen today, too, probably. It's thunderstorm yeah. season here. Thunder season. Man, I can't wait. Speaking of New York, we're like one month away from the Metro Card Classic. We got a lot of updates coming up soon this week, so stay tuned for that. If you don't follow our Instagram, please go do it. It's at Metro Card Classic on Instagram. And I've got a bunch of stuff coming out this week. We're doing pre-registration for the event on Monday. So that's coming up. That's right around the corner. We're about to start announcing all of our sponsors. Tons of stuff going on with that. So I just wanted to put that out there in the ethos, put that out there in the air for all those who are coming and attending and looking forward to it. We have a lot of people coming to the event. Yuto Goto is coming all the way from Japan for the Ooh. event. We got people <laughs> coming from all over Europe, Eugen, Michael Witzman. We got like the entire Mesmer team is going to be there. It seems like a huge amount of the people from them are going to be there. Um, so it's going to be a heck of an event. We're one month away from it. Brooklyn, New York, um, the 26th and the 27th of August of the events. 24th and the 25th, we have some events happening before the event. We have a photo gallery of New York City history on Thursday, the 24th. On Friday, the 25th, we have a huge jam at the Brooklyn Banks. That's going to be amazing and out of control. Looking forward to that. It's going to be fantastic. So a lot of updates coming over this next weekend. So stay tuned for that. Before I do my spiel, I wanted to send a little reminder. I know the link's not in the bio. That's my fault because I didn't remind Austin, but... We are still um, out here trying to support our good friend, Joey Barbera, who passed away a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and his family has, uh, you know, been devastated by the loss, and there's a GoFundMe up, so if you feel inclined to donate to, if you feel inclined to donate to uh, that GoFundMe, anything helps, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. $5,000. I'm putting in the $5,000. Yeah, whatever you want to give. It's really helpful to Mr. Barbera and the Barbera family. So that's that. Um, before I get into my spiel, we had a kind of provocative episode on the last week. Or <laughs> provocative. I, kinda... I, I wouldn't say it's provocative. Well, I was pushing. I was, I was, I was kind of being more opinionated. I, I try to be as neutral as possible, but uh, I was being more opinionated uh, than normal. Should I continue going down this way or should I be my more re reserved and professional self? You let me know in the comments and we'll see continue, where I go from continue here. It. Let's continue it. Okay, we'll keep that rocking. <laughs> um, but before we get into our guest, who I'm very excited to have on the episode today, um, I want to get into my spiel. Please, if you don't follow us on all of our social media networks, please, uh, please do so. We have a Facebook. You can give us a like. We have an Instagram. Please follow us. We have a YouTube page. If you like what you're hearing and you like what you're seeing, please uh, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you can get an update when we have these episodes going on live and you can join us live when it's happening. We have an iTunes. Uh, we can comment, share, subscribe. All that stuff's very helpful. We have an iTunes. You can give us a five-star rating, a review. 
we find that very helpful to do. It gives us a boost, something very technical, physics, chemistry, quantum physics. It boosts us up to the top of the algorithm. So definitely if you can quantum please, physics. definitely quantum physics. It's quantum. Involved. It's something yeah. I, I have, I don't have a complete understanding of, but please, uh, if you uh, would like to, Comment, subscribe, uh, review, share these things, help give us a boost. We also have a Patreon. You can be a Patreon for as little as $3 a month. This is what keeps the lights on in my house. I'm serious. No, I'm just kidding. But if you want to uh, give us $3 a month, it's, we find it very helpful. You know, We try to do these episodes at least once a week. Sometimes we don't live up to that, but we try. And um, we, we give a bunch of extra content on the back end with our Patreon content, we do section reviews with our guests. There's trick tips. I haven't done one in a while. I've been injured, but I'm trying to f- find a way to get out there and get I'm one done. Too. I know What'd you Austin's. Do? You do? I just had a knee. I've, I've had knee problems for like a, over a year. It's just but like I mean, like, though? it's just continuous. And like, I keep skating on it, like, and it just yeah. keeps getting worse and worse. You keep putting out but, fire um, clips. Yeah. I guess oh, in between you. the injuries. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll get a fire clip and then I'll be like all messed up for like two days and I have to like ice it and then I'll be good again, but it just keeps getting worse and worse. But yeah. Anyway, let me, let me close this spiel out before we get into the, the casual chat. So you can be a patron if you want $3 a month, all our social media platforms, please follow us, please like subscribe. Um, send a money order. If you, if you like, we send $1 in a self-addressed envelope send a for stickers. <laughs> you know, remember that buy us a slice day? of pizza. You know, mail us a slice of pizza. We'll try it. But um, yeah, that's my spiel for today. That's all I have to say. I'm looking forward to chatting with our guest. It's someone who I've been wanting to talk to for a long time. I've been seeing her come around the, be involved in the Southern California atmosphere and scene for quite, uh, for a few years now. And it's a lot of, in the Long Beach and Santa Ana, LA, there's a lot of co-mingling with like our group. So we, we're always seeing her around and she's always like ripping, always putting out fire clips. I think one of the best uh, top souls in the game, period. Like, not like, you know, men, women. She has a very uh, uh, top soul that's reminiscent of the, of an era of skating that where people really put their oomph into, like, a top soul. Like, you know what I mean? It's not casual. She puts her effort into it. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Looking forward to getting into it with her. But before I do, Austin, I know I've been kind of going on for a minute. Do you have anything you would like to say? Um, oh, we I have believe, a WTF. We have a WTF. Yes, we have new Patreon supporters this week, too. We have, I love this name, The Real Slim Skatey 80. Oh, John Presley, okay. Alan Gunn. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting. We do have a WTF, like Billy said, brought to us by Patreon supporter Helton Cicada. We, we haven't had Jimmy Sizz on in a while, so we have a Jimmy Sizz WTF um, from the compound at Clark Hurtman's house. No. Uh, did you see this one, Billy? No, I, I still can't figure out what it is. I think it's like an alley fish brain, and then he whips the other foot around to do an acid. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, yeah, he he. Uh, even the caption to this post on his Instagram was like that MBD life or something like that. But he ain't lying because that is a that is a true pretzel grind. Like we call pretzel grinds like the three sixty top horns, but that is a, a true pretzel grind right there. Wow. How do you name that? Do you start with, because <laughs> the feet positioning is in Ali, it's uh, like cloudy night, Ali topside. Yeah, but star. like wrapped around the other way because it's, yeah, it is so like, like a, yeah, it is like a cloudy, but just whipped around the other way, like untwist your legs and twist it back the other way and get in the same position. That's pretty much what uh. it is. So, so, so do you like name that off like the acid thing or the, or the porn star thing? It's, Tough to say. He locked the groove, too. 
which is like good. It's, that foot's not really no, even wobbling. Good. It's like it's like in the groove. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, but it's wild. Hell, hell yeah! Shout out to Jimmy. We had you on back in the day, but we back in the day, I mean, probably a year or two ago. But yeah, um, every clip on his Instagram is a WTF. So shout out to Jimmy. Um, shout out to Helton for supporting us on Patreon, and we also have a sponsor for this episode. We haven't had one in a while, but we have 50-50 Frames sponsoring this episode. And on top of that, we also have a giveaway today. So Scott Crawford reached out to us a few weeks ago and was like, hey, I want to get back to the community. I want to do something good. I want to collab with you guys and give away my new 50-50 Frame. And I was like, that's awesome that you want to do that. We're definitely down for it. And he's like, I reached out with Lawrence at 50-50. He's like, let's do the whole thing. So 50-50 and Scott Crawford are giving away Scott's new signature 50-50 balance frame, complete flat setup, ready to roll with Swiss bearings, your choice of 56 or 58 millimeter um, chroma wheels, and a t-shirt and a set of laces as well. Um, so here's how you enter the giveaway. We are gonna have whoever wants to enter on Instagram post a picture or a clip of you doing a stale grab of any kind. Could be street, park, um, Scotty's known for his definitely stylish stale grabs, uh, particularly on vert and quarter pipes, but you could do them on anything you want. So post that on Instagram, picture or clip of you doing a stale grab of any kind. Use the hashtag 5050 frame giveaway. Do you and spell it out like completely like, or, or is it numbers? You spell 5050? The numbers, 5050 okay. frame giveaway. Okay. okay. Post that on Instagram. Um, be sure to follow 5050 frames and jump street podcast. And you have two weekends to get it done. So by August 7th, we are going to close it and pick a winner randomly. It doesn't have to be the best one. It's just completely random. So skill does not matter here. It just participate, be part of it. If you want to win something, go for it. Post it on yeah. Instagram. And uh, that week on the podcast, we'll announce the winner live on the show. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome that you know Fifty Fifty and Scotty both reached out to to want to do this, and they're not even just giving away a frame; they're giving away the whole setup, ready to roll, frames, wheels, okay, so, bearings, so, shirts. So ladies. let me get this straight: you 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 do the stale, you get a picture, or clip, yeah, you, you or clip, you mm -hmm. put you put it on Instagram, you put the hashtag five zero hashtag five zero five zero frame giveaway. Mm -hmm. And then it's an automatic drawing, so it, it doesn't matter on like the random. the difficulty. Yeah. It's random. It's kind of like our monthly drawing. Yes, exactly. so it's just like as long as you're involved, you're in, mm -hmm. and you get a complete frame with wheels and Swiss bearings. Yes, you're ready to listen, go. You're gonna I'm be gonna, flying. Listen, to fifty enter? fifty frames are fantastic. It's been a long time since I skated them. They're great frames, but yeah. that's worth it just for the the Swiss bearings alone. Swiss bearings <laughs> like a hundred bucks a pop. Dude. It's worth it for anything. Eighty bucks. I hear good thing about yeah. chroma wheels too. 50-50 frames are awesome. I have brand new chroma wheels in my skates whenever my ankle's ready to work again. I'm rocking those wheels. Um, but yeah, shout out to 50-50. Shout out to Scott Crawford for doing this with us. And we can't wait to see what you have um, in mind and what you post. So we can't wait to see everyone's entries. Yeah, you, you know what it's like? Wheels are like wheels are like socks in the blading community. It's just like precious. It's gold. You know what I mean? Wheels, socks. Super important things. So yeah, that's really cool. Uh, shout out Lawrence from 5050, um, and shout out everyone involved with 5050. But we have a good amount of people watching us and joining us today. So I think we should jump on with our guest. Let's do it. Let's get it done, everybody. Please welcome Kayla 
Dizon, did I pronounce your name right? I just realized I meant to ask you how to pronounce your name at the beginning of the show. Yeah, no, that's that's okay. how you say it. It's Dizon. Okay. Making sure. What's up? Hi, How's everyone. It going? Pretty good. How are you guys? <laughs> we were late on the cheer. We got the cheer there. Um, Kayla, thank you for joining us. Um, you you know, I've been wanting to talk to you. Well, I see you pretty regularly in, in the Southern California area at sessions here and there, but I've been wanting to talk to you on this format for quite some time. Um, you kind of exploded onto the scene and were very deeply involved in some very cool projects. And you've come so far from your inception of us watching you come into skating to where you are now and how far you've developed as a skater. And you've been involved in so many cool projects. So I'm very curious to know about like your history, especially like um, a lot of people who've been on this show, like, you know, there's a lot of people who've been like skating, like from older eras, but you're kind of newer. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to have like your newer perspective. Uh, how did you, first of all, where are you from and, and how did you get introduced into this community? Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to be on the show. Uh, honestly, not something that I really ever expected for myself <laughs> at this like time. Um, so I'm really, really like grateful for that. Um, yeah, I am from, I was born in California, but I grew up mostly in uh, like Tacoma, Washington. Um, about 40 minutes south of Seattle. Uh, so that's basically where I've been most of my life. Um, I started skating out there uh, just over three years ago now. Um, yeah, uh, I moved so out three years ago. about a year ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. So th you started skating three years ago? Three years ago, yeah, June of 2020. That's... That's I, that's that's even crazier than I thought because you've been involved in the scene for at least two years, right? Right. Like, yeah. So yeah. basically, immediately as I like started skating is when I became involved, which was a shock to me. But also, um, I don't know. When I was living out there, Alex was also living in Seattle. He kind of introduced me to everyone. Uh, I want to say I met him maybe six months into skating um, and then it kind of took off from there. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's a really cool story. Um, yeah. Like a lot of, uh, when I think about skating, it takes like normally, like I thought at least for myself, like it normally takes like three years to get to a point where you're like kind of good enough to like be in videos, but you developed really fast. And I think pr the likely because uh, I think when a lot of people start skating, they start skating with people in their skill level, but you were skating with like Alex and, and the guys on them. So like you're skating with super high level people. So did you feel that like push off the bat to progress from just being in these groups of people? For sure. Yeah. When I started skating, um, I mean, I didn't really see anyone else doing it until one day I went to like the local park. I see uh i believe it was like alex uh brosco it was um paulie morris was there preston villanueva uh they were basically the first people that i really met with skating uh and i remember just like walking up and to the park and just being like i think that's alex like what are the chances i had no idea at the time that he even lived in seattle like i just knew that like all i 
you know, I had just started skating. I was just watching like them videos. I didn't know like where everyone was based yet. I was just starting off. Yeah, it was a it was a big surprise. Yeah, most people would like go crazy if they started skating, even like now as an adult, like and just run into Alex Broskow for the and by the way, you say Alex Brosco and that's like you're like the only person who pronounces his name correctly. But <laughs> everyone's always saying Alex Broskow. But um yeah, just the fact that you run into them, I remember like running into not even pros, just people who were like better than me when I first started skating and was so inspired. I can only imagine how that felt meeting one of like, if not the best skater in the world off the bat and how inspiring that must have been. It was super inspiring, especially because I was my very first skate was Alex's powder skate. And that's what I was skating when I met him, which wasn't even the current skate at the time. Um, so it's like, you know, people want to be skating the current skate all the time. So for it, it felt really special for me to have been in like this past skate and then meeting this absolute legend in that past skate and kind of taking it off from there. So how, how did you, how did you find blading? Was it like, um, you saw like a certain something on, on YouTube, like a skate part or like one of your friends was like, Hey, Kayla, you should try skating. Check out this video. What was your, introduction like how did you end up like going from like getting the skates and, and going to the skate park i think i have a really similar introduction to skating like the very base of it where i just kind of had a pair of k2s that i had from goodwill and i would go through to like the waterfront and skate with um some friends and family uh and then at the time i had a friend of mine that was like we should get some skates uh and for some reason, I mean, I had no no idea about aggressive skating, really. And I was just like, yeah, I want some rec skates. Like, I want big wheels. Like, that's really what it's going to, you know, that's really going to be my hobby. Um, and he's like, no, like, try these skates. He got, he, like, gifted me these aggressive skates, uh, being the powders. And after that, I was like, I do not know why I would want rec skates. Like, this is so much more fun. It's so much more involved. Like I get to be jumping around. Like it feels the feeling of like getting the first soul grind that I ever did was like, it's nothing like I've ever felt before. And it's really like, uh, I don't know. It was just life changing, honestly. That, that actually, that actually makes sense. Cause it's like skating has like this kind of built in, like, especially when you're like trying uh, tricks or trying, it's like this little built-in reward system where you're like, oh, I want to like, I think I can do that trick. I try that trick. You do the trick. And it's just kind of like this confidence building thing that like the more you're involved in it, the more like you're like, and, and that in and of itself becomes, um, that in and of itself becomes, uh, yeah, motivational. I'm sorry. I was getting a call. Apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I think that one of the most interesting things about skating is it's like a it's it's a really unique community. I'm kind of curious to like hear your experience of like entering and and meeting all these like unique characters because like for someone like Austin and and me like you know we've been like knowing a lot of these people for you know for a long time and it's like oh well I still feel like blading has like such like one of the most unique communities in the world. Like, you know, you even meet skateboarders in their community. It's not as tight knit, even though they, they have those aspects and, and other subcultures, but the waiting community seems to be, to be very unique. How was that 
experience kind of coming from like, you know, kind of not being involved in this community to being thrust and to meeting all these wild characters. Was it like an exciting process? Was it like a nerve wracking process? What was that like? I think it was honestly mostly exciting um, with that, like, you know, all the characters in the community, it is still a community that is like very welcoming. Um, when I started skating, there's in Seattle, there's like this thing that's called, um, gosh, it's been so long. I believe it's like Wednesday night skate that every Wednesday, uh, like, a bunch of people would just gather to skate a park. They would choose a, a park every week and go to that. And I, at first I was going to those, meeting a lot of people, being involved, um, which is not something that you see with skateboarding. You know, people that are skating, like skateboard, they just they just go to the park, they hang out with their friends. I never really see like meetups ever, uh, like dedicated time to like spend with people that are doing the same thing not necessarily people you even know it's just like people that want to get to know each other like they want to have a more personal relationship because you guys have the same hobbies um like you want to be involved in the same things uh yeah it's it was it was more fun than nerve-wracking yeah, it's it's not as like centralized in skateboarding, I feel, where like they're like, we're going here to meet here on Wednesday to skate. It's just like there's so many fractured groups within that community that kind of they everyone just does their own thing and they have like a healthy, thriving scene in that way. But I think blading is like really like they take those conscious efforts to be like, it's Wednesday night skate, it's Thursday night skate. And like those things can be really important for the community scene, like and like to motivate individuals to, oh, like well, one, feel welcome, especially if you're new, but then like to have something consistent to like be able to attend like on a weekly basis, you know, just like that's what's going on this day. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's important in, in the blading community. Right, and it's always all skill levels. It's never just, you know, like OGs, never just pros. It's never just new people. It's like everyone's helping each other out. Everyone wants to be there for each other. It's a really like great way of connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you know, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, uh, you kind of bring up a good point there, and I think it would be a good segue to mention. Um, did Did you have any of those like fears or concerns when you did start skating with like Alex or those guys? Like, whoa, these guys are like skating on a high level. I'm intimidated, or or did it did it always feel like comfortable and welcoming from like the beginning? Um, I definitely felt both of that. I was pretty comfortable and welcome like them skates everyone on the team uh when I started skating it felt I felt the excitement from everyone um pretty straight away which was like so so encouraging especially because these are pros these are people from a very refined community that I want to be part of like this is it was it felt very cool um but then you know people on the outside uh seeing someone like me just start popping up out of nowhere you know i've gotten a lot of comments i've gotten you know people wondering like why is this person part of this and then like you know or like they see me pop up and they have this expectation that i've been skating for a while but that's not the reality like um it's nerve-wracking on the outside but it's really comforting from the inside 
what's what's here and i'm sorry austin if i keep no, rattling no, okay. on just tell me to shut up if you want me to but um <laughs> that's a new thing Billy what Rance. is that yeah <laughs> i can don't let me get started my wife will she can't shut me up sometimes but um so what was that like because you because you kind of go go from like um not being involved in that to to now being thrust into the middle of like the the kind of almost like the the forefront of what people are seeing because you know them skates is like you know, in as far as rollerblading goes, like one of the biggest companies that's like pushing forward all these new projects, all these cool new things, and you're kind of thrust into the middle of that. So, like you said, you're I'm sure you're experiencing some some support and positive comments, but then there's like kind of the negative comments. So, as you're coming into the blading community, how how is that like to manage that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, skating is new to me. To be honest, I never really had a hobby that I really, really like felt passionate about. Like I hope to skate until, you know, my legs are like not working anymore or whatever. But um, uh, the hate, it's, uh, it, it gets you, it makes you, you know, I started skating and like, I can be critical of myself, but it, it definitely, um, has affected me as time goes on in different ways. I've also learned how to cope with that and the ways that it's affected me. Uh, and I also, you know, there are so many positives that like overcome those negatives. Um, I don't know, it, it's being involved in all those projects was really cool uh, because it's like people really saw the potential in me rather than like what I can actually do at the time right um which is really encouraging like it's really pushed me to keep going uh to keep this hobby and like to keep um to just continue um i love that first of all like i i i actually really like that message and i like i like what you were saying that they were able to recognize the potential in you versus what you were able to do at the time um even though what you were doing at the time was was awesome in and of itself, but like to for someone to have that that foresight to be able to be like, oh, like she's new, she's she's she has like style, she has this, like there's something brewing here, and then to see that kind of manifest, like for me, like even like you know I've been keeping up with your skating since you were introduced to the scene, and uh, you know I'll, I'll be scrolling through Instagram and I'll be catching your clips and like as it goes, I'm like, wow, she's like really getting better. Like, you know, you really like, like, like really like, you know, like you said, like less than three years. That's like, for me, I always thought like three years is what it takes to, but yeah, you're like developing like all these tricks so fast. And I think it's probably cause you're skating with like these high calibers in these kind of difficult scenes, skating with like these high caliber skaters and being pushed in that way. But just like, uh, I, I was like, oh, she's like really got this great topsoil. She's doing like these no grab fish brains on like down ledges. She's like developing all this. So you're really pushing yourself. So um, it's cool to see that you have that desire to push yourself and continue to like strive for that level because it definitely shows. Um, but I wanted to also, before we go further into that, I wanted to talk about what was it like being involved in the first uh, them project? Uh, was did, did Alex say, hey, so we're going to, involved you in this was it organic was it planned out was it were you filming for it and maybe not even aware of it how, how was the beginning of that going 
Uh, beginning of that was basically um, after I had met Alex. Um, <clears throat> he had taken a trip, I believe, to LA with everyone. And I remember one time, like during that time, he just uh, we were messaging, and he was just like, "Hey, you have some fans out here," and I'm just like what do you mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, and after that, uh, Greg actually reached out to me about the brain dead project. Um, and he was like, Hey, like, basically like, I want to come to Seattle and film you as like female representation, uh, for the brain dead video, which I thought was like, it wasn't just like, I want to film you as a skater. Like I thought it was awesome that it was like, hey, we need females uh, to be part of this. And it wasn't like, you know, we need a female that's a pro. Like we need we need someone like from this new generation to be able to like show face for, for something that's like huge and happening. And like, uh, you know, Braindead is a, a, it's a large company I mean, it's a small company, but it's a large company as in like, you know, a lot of people know about it. It's, it's right. a very popular brand. Mm-hmm. Um, people will be watching that stuff. It's, right. you know, it has high, high visibility. So it was, it felt like a very important thing to be able to accept at that time. I mean, even now, like, you know, not going to lie, looking at the clips that I had in the past or in those videos, I'm very, very critical of it. Like I, <laughs> you know, it's it's seeing myself skate you know two years ago when I've only been doing it for three years and and the progression that I've had since then it, it's it's kind of hard to see those clips now but it's still uh it's still very important and like I'm really glad to have been a part of it and to be a continuing like part of the brand and um I mean brain dead itself I work for the company now so uh, I feel like it's really, you know, there have been a lot of steps um, that have helped me like get set up for for like who I am now, like what I'm doing now, um, how I'm skating now. Yeah, it's it's been really great. Well, that, that that's that's really awesome because I feel like one, and I, I can understand one of your perspectives about looking back and being like, oh, I've come so much further from from where I was skating two years ago, but it's, you're also in a unique position where like you're, it's almost like your skating has been documented from the beginning of the beginning. Like it's almost like, so like as long as you've been skating, like you've kind of been documented. It's almost, (laughs) it's it's a, it's a very unique thing to, to kind of have. So um, I think that's cool. Uh, I think that's a cool thing. And I, and I could see you being like, Oh, those clips from two years ago, but I think it's also cool to have all of that, on online so like Mm -hmm. it can so where you are now you see how far you've come and 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 all the steps in between it's like for for viewers to watch it's really it's unique to have that uh, opportunity to watch so i think that's really cool and i yeah that's i didn't know you were working at brain dead that's like wow what a cool situation and opportunity was that part of the reason that helped convince you to move down to la um so i i moved to la uh, like February of last year, I was already, um, because I was being flown out here, uh, I feel like pretty consistently for skating. I just felt like, you know, Washington, there's only so much you can do 
I mean, I thank Washington for, you know, all the time that I had in the beginning for skating, but I just felt like there was a wall that I was hitting because uh, I wanted to be going out more. I wanted to skate more. I wanted to meet new people. You know, I went to Blade Cup and I'm like, wow, there's a huge community outside of this little place that I'm in that I want to be a part of, you know. Uh, it's been, <clears throat> yeah, I just, um, Sorry, I kind of lost my track. No, like, like, like that makes sense. Like you were coming down a lot for skating projects anyway, coming down a lot from Tacoma, probably realizing that there's more happening here closer to like them skates as well, even though them skates isn't in LA, but it's close. And so that, 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 yeah, that makes sense. And then I guess just ended up randomly happening to be interacting with brain dead guys and getting the job over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So because I've, been involved with brain dead you know i know kyle um basically while i was working in uh washington there were a couple times where he's like come work at the store come work at the store and i'm like okay well i don't live over there and he's like start tomorrow i'm like okay that's not really (laughs) realistic um but that kind of put it in my head like okay this is something that can happen this is something that i can do if i were to move there like i feel like that's a pretty secure you know, moving somewhere new, there's so many steps that you have to take to make sure that that feels comfortable. You know, the place that you live, the the job that you have, the people that you, you have, you know, and I already knew that I wanted to be in the community with the people. I knew that that would probably be easy, um, the easiest part of it. And so I was like, okay, well, this job um, is out there and I feel pretty confident that I can, you know, I can be in that and I can be part of that. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, friends, job, that's feels pretty secure. It's just making the move, um, from one place to another, uh, state to state, which is, I've never done before really by myself, especially like as an adult, I've moved around as a kid, but it was, um, definitely like nerve wracking to think that I was like leaving behind the, this life that I had always known to like come and live in a place uh which i i you know i've been to california plenty of times i was born here i i've been here like growing up i would come here multiple times a year my dad lives out here um but i had never seen it in this light so it was still scary uh but it worked out and like honestly la is the place to be for me i don't see myself going back for like moving away for a while uh it's been it's been great wow you love it i love it yeah i I feel like when you move friends are a big part of friends and family i guess are a big part of like where you end up living and luckily through skating we have that because we know people all over the place and luckily you knew people in la so like going there you know people already kind of makes it feel more like home easier than anything else like going somewhere and having friends there or family is more important than going there and having like a job set up or like a place to live or something like that. Like friends make it home. I feel like, and that was such an easy transition from your story of what it sounds like. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't, I'm, I'm not going to say that I had like the people that I'm very close with now. Um, the group, the group of girls that I skate with now, like I wasn't very close with them at all. Uh, when I moved here, Kay was basically the first person 
that I really talked with like another female skater skater she was like when I moved here basically was like okay I have K K's got me I got K like this is gonna be great and then I I came here and I started meeting these like amazing people that they don't even you know it's not just inline skaters I've met so many roller skaters you know like I skate with Iris Iris I feel like is is someone who I started skating with in, in like August of last year but we're best friends now and I feel like um, the way that we skate together is very mirrored sometimes which is awesome it's never like you know I, I feel like sometimes people at skate parks are like you know you're trying a trick and then you see someone else trying that trick and you're like uh like like that's the trick I'm doing like why do you have to do that <laughs> but then with Iris it's like it's like Iris go do that and then I'm gonna do it right behind you and she's like yeah for sure or it's like Kayla go do that I'm gonna do it right behind you and it's like we basically like it's it's such great practice for us to be able to like be on the same level and like be able to um be able to skate together like that and and it's it's like that with Iris but it's also you know it's a bunch of people we have a big group um, that I've become really close with and those are all people that I didn't know basically at all until I moved here uh, and and yeah I, I don't know honestly where I would be without having that really close-knit group of friends uh, here like beside the the them skates team like this is you know a community that uh, it's just so welcoming <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, I've. Well, first um, about Iris, I, I was gonna say I think that's so. That's a gift to have someone who kind of is right there with you that can push you. I think that's so important in skating. Like, um, I had this experience with Austin at a point in my life where we were like, you know, good friends, but also like encouraging each other to to go further. And I, me and Mike Johnson were the same way, and that's so important. But I was gonna mention that I have noticed like your your girl crew has grown to like such, I, I've run into you guys several times, like Paramount and these other places, but you guys got a strong crew. It's like Iris, Kay, Katie, uh, you know, the other Kayla. I've, I've noticed that there are like roller skate girls involved. So like, it, this is like a crew that's, that's developed in LA si since you've been here. Like that's, that seems pretty exciting. Yeah. Jay Ivy, who's back in Colorado now, but it's all like, we're it's like I've never had a group of friends like this uh with so many people but everyone is just equally as close to one another as like you know the other and it's it's really great to be able to you know um have that comfort uh like recently we took a trip to see to, to Seattle to San Diego um you know it was a short weekend trip but we skated we you know, we hung out, we went and um, stayed with Katie. And it was it was amazing to be able to like plan something like that. And uh, Kay was there, you know, like Oz there filming us, um, put out like a little topsoil clip at this DIY that we went to. Um, but it's it's really great to be able to have that group of people to make those kinds of plans with. Um, and yeah, and it's like, you know, 
yeah, not all of us are on uh, inline skates. We're not all on rollerblades. You know, Caleb's yeah. on uh, roller skates. Uh, Ivy's on roller skates. Um, mm-hmm. But it, we, I feel just as close with them as like you know with anyone else. Now that, that that that's so cool. Like, and even just like looking at it from the outside, it's just like, oh, that's so cool that they have this tight knit group because it seems like you guys are all so close. And um, yeah, that's that's that that's like I think for me that's like one of the most important things about the skating community. I feel like skating, the the actual part of rollerblading or skating is just like the medium that can like bring like-minded people together and create these bonds. And blading is just something that is like the, the, the middle ground that we share that sometimes like it, it, it like should be like the most important thing, but it's just like a way that leads to the thing that's more important, which is like these connections. Um, but that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, I kind of want to get into a bit more of these projects that you've been involved in because you've been part of some of the big, biggest projects over the last few years. Um, how was it to be involved in the, the weekend skateboard collab? Because not only did you have to do some skating stuff, there was also kind of like, I wouldn't say like full on acting, but there was like some, there was acting in there. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like necessarily they were like, Oh, giving you like all these lines to do. Everyone had different roles, but there was some there was some other elements other than uh, the rollerblading aspect. So so what was that whole entire process like? Uh, I think you're the first person that I've had on to talk about who's been involved in that project about uh, what the progress the process was like there. So so what was that like and how was it to be involved in that? It was amazing. It was so much fun. Uh, honestly, it's like you said, it wasn't just skating. It was also skits and bits. Um, yeah, and being involved, like, I didn't know that, that skating would bring me to something like that, but it's, you know, it's, it's a legendary collaboration, honestly, it's, you know, we can skateboard, them skates, like, the, the edit that came out with both, um, you know, both mediums, uh, groundbreaking, total groundbreaking stuff, yeah, yeah, absolutely, being part of that, um, of course, feels super important, um, you know, Grant of Weekend Skates, he's amazing. He's like the nicest guy ever. He, uh, you know, invited me to be on this. And that's, I don't know, it just feels, it felt like, <clears throat> it felt like they were, I don't know, like the, the skateboarding and the inline, it just felt like it's, it felt like one and the same in that moment. Um, which is like, you know, in, from then on, it's, it definitely feels like some ice has been broken, um, between the two communities. Uh, there's definitely some people that are not okay with that as well. (laughs) Um, you know, like OG people, OG skaters, some OG bladers as well. And that's just a mindset that, you know, it's 2023. Um, it's something that we have to let go of and progress, uh, which I think weekend and them really did a great job at doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree that that was some like completely groundbreaking stuff. I think probably one of the most significant things that have happened within the blading community over like the last 20 years, it was like something that I could have never imagined would have happened when I was a kid. Uh, it just seemed something like complete, completely impossible. And then seeing the final product and then everything 
being so cohesive. And, and like you said, it, it did come off like very naturally, like it worked together. You know, maybe if like those like outside forces aren't in the way, then that's how it looks like, you know, blading and skateboarding and BMX all kind of fits together because it's, you know, we're all doing similar things. Mm-hmm. But um, I, f- I feel like a lot of yeah, people that- relate to that too, because that was like, I grew up skating with skateboarders for many years. I was the only rollerblader in a group of skateboarders for many years. And like watching that took me back to like where I started in the beginning. I'm sure a lot of people are like that too. What was a uh, Daffic with, when he used to skate with uh, all the skateboarders in Jersey? Shredweiser. Yeah, Shredweiser. Shredweiser. The earliest Shredweiser, Shredweiser though, before yeah, other people Shredweiser. knew about it. Yeah. Also with skateboarders mm-hmm. too. And it was like just friends hanging out, having fun. And I think that's also brings us back to like why we started doing it in the first place. It's all for fun. You have friends. We're going out. We're pretty much kids. We're going out and we're playing <laughs> with our friends, you know? That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what these videos pretty much show. Definitely. Yeah, and it's cool to, I mean, it's cool to do something like, you know, the little acting or the little skits uh, and be part of that as well. And it's not just, you know, making plans to go skate, but also making plans to kind of develop this other, like, relationship with everyone and, like, see what kind of, you know, person they are when they're acting or when they're trying to be goofy or funny. And then it, it has nothing to do with you having your skates on. And that's like another life that's really fun to see uh, with everyone. Yeah, that, 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 I hadn't thought about that. That's like another yeah. area that could like bring you closer in the connection that like you're seeing. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's cool. I, I could because I, I was thinking about that on the back end, like you know, and I know I know there are some people on the team that are uh, on them skates that could be a little more quiet and reserved and shy. Like like Sean is maybe a little more reserved, and like some could be a little more out there. But seeing everyone be involved in the skit making process and then skating with everyone, uh, it just looked like really special to uh, to be a part of. Were all those guys like the the skateboard guys like welcoming and friendly? Were there any like weird vibes or was that just all it was all super cool no i think that if you were part of this project like it was pretty straightforward that you wouldn't be giving any weird vibes um i think that everyone was pretty from my experience everyone was pretty excited about it i mean it was um i mean this part of the skip part wasn't even just weekend skateboards you know it was a lot of skateboard brands yeah uh, and then which is incredible to see that was crazy um, so many, to see. They have, yeah, right. That was crazy. Yeah, to have so many different groups uh, be so accepting of something that feels like, you know, like feels like a rivalry or felt like a rivalry in the past. Um, so it's really cool to see like everyone open up to that and be open to that new opportunity, new experiences, and like trying to push the future to be more welcoming with everyone. Uh, it was like, you know, showing up to the set, which was just a park that we went to go film at um, and seeing just like when I came up, I, d- I had no idea it would be if what it felt like a million people were there, <laughs> but right. they were all there for the same thing. They were all there to support the same project, uh, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if you agreed to be a part of that, you knew what was up. You knew, like, I guess they they knew not to invite people already who would have that sort of stigma towards it. And they would know better than to have anybody who's going to hate on either skating or skateboarding on set. Um, I wanted to ask you something that you mentioned before, because when you first talked about the weekend, (coughs) uh, uh, not the brain dead video, you talked about Greg wanted to come film you to get some like female representation in the video. And you were excited about Mm -hmm. that. And you also spoke about like looking back on your clips from a couple years ago and like, 
you know, you, you kind of look back on it and you're like, oh, I'm like so much better of a skater now. Like, do you feel pressure now that you're in these videos and everything and that Greg straight up said that to you, we need a female representation or we want a female representation. Do you feel like a little bit of pressure to represent female skaters now more that you're in these videos and in these projects? Like, would you focus on that more than like your actual skill as a skater or are you trying to like bring them both up? Like how do those work now that you're part of these projects? I suppose I'm like keeping both of them in mind, but it's all a personal journey. Um, and it's, you know, people reaching out to me, wanting me to be part of that. That's just, you know, um, that's just them seeing me as a person of my growth. And I, you know, I love, I, I do love being a, like a female in this community. Uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of negatives as well, but the the positives have been really rewarding. I've had people come up to me and, you know, people I've never met before come up to me and say like that I've inspired them or that they, they started skating because they, they saw me. And that's like something that, that's a feeling that I never ever thought that I could give someone or help someone achieve of like, you know, pushing them to try something new because they see someone else making it in that, um, you know, in that field. Uh, you know, I get support from, you know, new skaters, older skaters, and that's, it's, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily just because I'm a female, um, but also it helps. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we spoke about it on the show before, too, like how skate videos back in the day used to be skating was like all about hammers and stunts and who could jump off the biggest roof and do the biggest rails. But that was kind of intimidating, especially for new skaters. And we've had new skaters on the show before. I mean, not new skaters, but skaters in the show before who grew up and like their first video was like KFC three or something insane with like the craziest skating from like Chris Haffey, Alex Roscoe, like Chris Farmer, like wild shit. And like that's not really even though it's cool to watch, it's not really welcoming because you can't really put yourself in those shoes as a beginner skater, but like watching okay. people who have only been skating for a couple of years, it is more uh, like relatable for a lot of people to get into it rather than envisioning themselves off the bat, throwing themselves down like a set of stairs or a rail or whatever it is like being able to cruise around, make it look good. Um, you know, that is more relatable and will welcome a lot more people into skating. Yeah. And what Billy said earlier was really great about, I didn't really think about it like this, but yeah, my skating has been document documented like professionally for since basically the beginning of skating. And that I think also gives new skaters and people a good idea of like what they can achieve in, in a, you know, in what time frame and, um, you know, step by step, like, oh, like this person can do this, like I can do this, like, that's great. Like if this person can like get to this point in that time, like I can get to this point in that time. And it, I feel like that can be really encouraging for people as well. Mm -hmm. I, I like what you Def said. Yeah, my bad, Billy. I, I just want to say, I, want, I like what you said before earlier too, same thing, like Billy mentioned it also, your skating is documented. And I love that about skating in general, because it's kind of natural for us, even when we were kids, to have a camera out of some sort, taking pictures, taking videos now with cell phones, it's obviously way easier than that. But it's cool because most people who have other hobbies or have no hobbies at all don't have their lives documented like we do. So it's cool to be able to look back on that. And you'll be looking back on your skating every year and being like, 
damn, like you could be embarrassed by it. You could think it's cool, but like that's completely part of the game right there. And it shows that you're growing as a skater because you look back on yourself and be like, oh, I've gotten so much better since then. Like I do this so much different. Like I wish I could have done this better, but fuck it. You do it in the next video even better. And then it shows your progression right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, with all the, you know, all the documentation, there's also like, you know, sides that people don't see uh, where I'm not, you know, I'm not skating every single day. I'm not even skating every week right now. I'm doing as much as I can with my work schedule, with just life schedule. But there have been plenty of times where I'm in like a long, what feels like a long-term skate funk where I don't feel like I'm progressing. So I think it's important to see that side as well. But but yeah, the, the documentation of like, you know, the progression from year one to year three, like people see, people see that, that progression, but they also, you know, have to realize like what's behind, what's not being filmed, what, you know, or what's being filmed and what's being thrown away because it's like, it's, you know, you can be really critical of yourself. Um, like what Billy was saying about like the, the negative stuff that I've like how I deal with that like it's it it has hit hard um but I I just want to be like encouraging to to people um to keep going like there it will be hard and like it will get hard but then there will be times where it'll be like really good it'll get really good and really better and and you'll feel that um yeah that's (laughs) Yeah, I, I gotta say when when you mentioned that, like you know, there there's some there's some negative aspects as well as the positive aspects. You know, it's it's a little disappoint. It's hard for me to hear. I find it, I think it's a little disappointing because we come from a community that has historically been hated on by so many different other subcultures. Like you know what I mean? Like skateboarders in the past, we've come a long way. I think we're way past it. But like in the '90s, and you know, there was like homophobic like attacks like you know violence at skate parks even for some people's experiences and like you know kind of like the butt of like all the cultural jokes would come down to to rollerblading so to see some rollerbladers uh engage in some of that behavior is like not only confusing to me but it's like pretty disappointing all i could say is i I hope that your positive experiences outweighed your negative experience i guess everything's going to have an element of negativity and perhaps more you than anyone else because you've kind of exposed yourself in this way that many haven't most like wait you know kind of like get to like the point where they're you know like and like you said you've been documented from the beginning so you've kind of been in this vulnerable position from the beginning um I would like to discourage those who are kind of putting out this 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 kind of negativity if it is happening, but um, which it sounds like it is. But um, get out of here with your negativity. I, I, yeah, I, I just, I just, I, where's I just that? Was that Billy from last week? Where's that Billy from last week? Well, listen, I can get. Don't get me started. But but is the um? Do, would you think that the positive outweighs the negative in the I wouldn't, in this world? Absolutely, I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't want to keep doing it if it didn't. Uh, I it, it's always. I think it's always going to at this point in skating for me. It's always going to outweigh the negative, uh, just because you know I see how much I've progressed. I see how much I how much time I put into it. I see it. You know, it can't all be for nothing. Um, so I can't let you know negative comments or know any negativity from people 
like it just can't affect me like that it, I can't I just can't let it affect me like that because I've worked so hard for this yeah and, and, and I mean I think I think like if you yeah I I, I, th I think alone in the relationships that you've developed that will likely be long-lasting friendships and 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 bonds that in and of itself, the positive of what he already does outweigh the negative, you know, because it seems like from, from what I've seen, you know, you've come down to LA, you've, you made some really good friends in, in K and, and, and your female group, and then also really good friends with some of the other people at them. It, it, it seems worth it. It seems, it seems really cool, you know, despite there's always going to be negativity, but I mean, like that part seems just to be so huge. So I hope that's the experience that you, you are having. But, um, yeah, absolutely. There have been so many opportunities too that have come from this. Like I was recently, I did a CCS shoot recently and that's because uh, Matt Price who did the photos for the weekend um, collaboration, like I had met him through that. He reached out to me about CCS and then I was part of CCS. It's all like a, you know, it's all a, something that's happened because of skating and it's just like opportunity after opportunity has been hitting me and that's, something that I've never had before. Um, you know, CCS is the skateboard for... shop, right? Right, so yeah. Okay. So Just for people who don't skateboard. know. Right, so, and when that, you know, that photo shoot came out, I got some hate comment of some guy that was like, this, this brand has been uh, notorious for, you know, hating bladers and all this in the past. Like, why would you be doing this? It's all just for the bag. Like, it's all just for money. And it's like, okay, yeah, I I do want to get paid for things that I'm doing that I'm passionate about. But also, like, why why do you keep that mindset? If you see something happening, you know, he was saying in the past, like in the 90s or whatever. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, this is 2023. Why would you keep that mindset? And like, right. why wouldn't you see this as progression, um, you know, that they would put someone that doesn't even skateboard in one of their, you know, shoots or or you know promotional videos or something like that it's like why would it why would you see that as a negative thing and not just as like something that is getting better in the communities definitely and and i think i think like a lot of the times like uh the older people can kind of get set in their ways and 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 so like every time just like there needs to be a good healthy flow of like new ideas for like the old heads to break out of their like ways of thinking, which I can be guilty of myself. And I think a lot of people who are like a bit older and set in ways can, you always need to have that element there that to challenge those ideas and see if like change is happening. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so let's get into a, a couple other things. Uh, you were in New the New York Times. Like, did you? Is that something that you could have ever imagined? Like the print magazine, New York Times. We saw it online, and that was cool. And all this, like, obviously complex, all this other stuff. But then, like, uh, my wife came home with a New York Times because her mom gave it to her. And was like, look what my mom gave me, and it was like blading on the front page of the sports. Uh, sports. You were on there. You know, uh, Katie was on there. I think um, there was a Coda was on Ava. there as well. Yeah, Saba was on the front page. That's right, and so um, what, what, that's. I mean, is this is this something you 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 thought was possible when you first started? Like when you came in a few years ago, it was like I'm going to be in New York Times. Like, what was that experience like? How was that? Absolutely not. Like I, I mean, even as things still happen, even as like I'm hit with another opportunity, it still feels unbelievable. It just it feels like 
you know, after one opportunity, you know, after one project is done, I'm like, okay, like, that's it. Like, cool. Like, continue with my life. And then I'm hit with another project and I'm like, just as shocked or, um, you know, excited about it. Like, it, it just feels like, like, these things don't need to be happening to me, but they are happening to me. And I'm really grateful for that, um, that people like are reaching out to me. They feel inspired by like how far I've come or they feel, you know, the need to, to put my face on something um, because of who I am as a person, who I am as a skater, like that, it feels really encouraging for, for, yeah, for that, for who I am as a person. Um, like these people, they like me, they want me to like be part of it. And that's really, it's really exciting. It's really fun. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful for everything that has happened to me, like, especially in this one last year being here. I, uh, I'm glad we mentioned this because a lot of the collaborations that you've been working with, like with Braindead and, you know, Weekend and New York Times, especially, that's like, stuff that's outside of the rollerblading world, which we're all used to. Uh, I'm curious, like, especially being on the New York Times and stuff, did, have you began like shine outside of the rollerblading community? Like have friends or family that you like, grew up with or whoever else outside of who you never would have thought, like would have known anything about rollerblading, reached out to you and like, oh, this is awesome. My buddy sent me this or whatever this, like, you know, like any, anything outside of rollerblading, the rollerblading world happened out of these, these things? I mean, yeah, family, especially, you know, like when the paper came out, I told my brother, like, hey, go get the paper. And coincidentally, he was at the airport that day. So I was like, of course, you can get a, a newspaper at the airport. So um, he picked up a couple of those uh, to take home. Um, my cousins, who I'm really close with back in Washington, you know, they're super supportive of it. They're really excited. They, you know, they don't rollerblade i have a cousin that skateboards um but they don't rollerblade and they they're just as excited for me as you know as i am for myself and that's really cool to see um yeah just being able to go to you know your local newspaper stand on that thursday and seeing like seeing me on that that's it's not a feeling i can replicate um because that's it's so public, but it's also you know it's not just the the medium of online, um, but it's you know people walking by and purchasing a newspaper, people that have habits of just getting the New York Times paper every day. Um, those people are seeing that stuff, and that's like you know those people have nothing to do with rollerblading, but it's high visibility um, for the world, <laughs> like for the whole U.S. with New York Times, like it's such a huge. Uh, it's such a huge paper, well known, uh, covers so much and like so awesome to have been, you know, involved in this and to be, you know, as it starts off, I forgot how the, the paper starts, but it's like something about the amber glow on my red hair. And I'm like, whoa, that's not, <laughs> that's not it's at like all how I thought that. <laughs> high level writing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's cool because, like, I feel like the generation of print is kind of gone right now. And, like, there hasn't been a, a print roller skating magazine, a rollerblade magazine in I don't know how long, like, a, a steady print magazine. Um, that's what I love something about back in the day was that we used to 
shoot with photographers and have photos that then like have to wait months for it to come out. Then like the magazine would come out, the catalog would come out and you'd be able to hold it in your hands, right? Like your picture is like the picture that you anticipated that you tried for You get to hold it in your hand. It's something that's tangible. You don't get that anymore. And I thought that was pretty much gone, but this shows that someone like yourself who has been skating for only three years, you have that feeling again. Like it's, you get to see your print, your photos printed in a, a, ma- a magazine or a newspaper or whatever it is. Luckily for you, it's the New York Times, which is like bigger than anything inside of rollerblading itself. But it's still like really cool that you get to have that. And it's also cool that we could have somebody on the podcast in, in a couple of years who would be like, oh, I got into skating because I saw the New York Times and I saw a bunch of the, these girls ripping at the skate park in the New York Times and it inspired me. So like, it's really cool that we got that exposure and you guys got that exposure as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was uh, I was also going to mention um, we're going to open it up for questions soon if that's okay with you is that okay take some questions from our live chat and Patreon yeah for sure but before I wanted to before I get into that I wanted to kind of kind of kind of say something about like we were talking about how your skating has been in documented from the beginning and to, to where it is now and. Without the concept of gatekeeping, like I, 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 I think I, I wanted to like, um, like when you're when you're if you're gonna start drumming, like you get the sticks and you learn the vocabulary, and then you practice and you practice, and then something happens. One day you go from trying to drum, and then one day you're a drummer, you know. And it's been cool to watch your progression. Uh, along the way, because when I watch a lot of your skating, especially in the past uh, year or so, I'm like, this person is a real skater. Like, not that I'm I'm here to get, like I said, I'm not here to gatekeep or anything, but even from the beginning to where you are now, it's it's evident to see your passion. It's cool to see how far you've come. It's exciting to see where you're going to go. I think it's a really cool story to follow. So, uh, I just want to say thank you and to to continue to encourage you because it's uh, it's been really cool. It's been really, really cool to see because it's like I said, it's not too often where you have the opportunity to watch someone in their progression on film and having the opportunity to do that. It's it's cool. It's exciting and cool to see where you are, where you've come from and, and where you're going. So uh, on my end, I would just like to encourage you to continue on because uh, it's been cool to watch. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, it's, you know, people saying that out loud is, is, you know, a a really big push. Um, It is really encouraging. It's really motivational uh, for people to, you know, not be, you know, in their head and, and just like, you know, just to say something like that out loud to someone, it's, it's something that you really like. I really hold on to those things and anything that people really say to my face. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it feels, it feels great. <laughs> uh, well, but much deserved. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome. We have a bunch of questions lined up. I'm not sure if we have anything in the Patreon. We got questions from some legends on here. Rob Guerrero's asking a question. Not sure if you're familiar, but he's an OG NorCal legend. And, Michael Keeney also says he's a Hawaii old school skater. I want to get low top soles like her. Me too, Keeney. Um, I get knee jealousy every time I see those. But uh, 
we should all work on that. But Austin, do we have any Patreon questions before I get into the questions from the live chat? We do have Patreon questions. And before we get into the question, I just want to remind everybody um, that we are doing a giveaway with 5050 who sponsored this episode. If you would like to be a part of the giveaway, they're giving away a Scott Crawford 5050 signature balance frame bundled up with a set of eight wheels, your choice of 56 or 58 millimeter, Swiss bearings, a 5050 t-shirt, and some laces. All you have to do to enter is get yourself a picture or a clip of yourself doing a stale grab of any kind, put it on Instagram, use the hashtag 5050 frame giveaway. That's 5050 giveaway. Um, follow 5050 frames and Jump Street Podcast on Instagram, and you'll be automatically entered for a random drawing. Doesn't matter what your skill level is, just participate if you want to win a set of 5050 frames. Uh, we will pick one at random. The deadline is August 7th, so you have a couple weekends just in case it rains one weekend or you can't get out one week or you hurt yourself. Get out there, participate. Uh, big shout out to 5050 and Scott Crawford for doing this giveaway with us, which is cool. But yes, we do have. Uh, questions on the Patreon. Speaking of the top soul, we do have a top soul question in here in the Patreon from Tim Katz, who asks, your top souls look so wonderfully squashed in your clips. Any tips on how to get low? Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't know why or how I started doing that. Uh, I remember just wanting to topsoil so bad. I didn't have topsoil in my tricks at all. Uh, I wanted it so bad. And I, to be honest, I just don't think that I was learning it properly in the beginning. And that kind of developed into this style that I like have claimed as like my low topsoil. But um, the way that I do it is I just, it's really just, uh, yeah, really just like, I, I put, I just sit down. I just put all my weight, like when I'm sitting on a topsail, there's a bounce, you know, there, when I, when I'm locked in, I completely bounce off of my boot. I'm sitting on my boot completely. Like it's, it's just distributing that weight there. And, um, and I am very grateful for my knees being able to do that. Uh, you know, I've, I didn't think that it was something that people couldn't do easily. Um, so I'm, grateful to be able to like you know develop this way of top soling where people you know a lot of the comments that i get are from people talking about that top sole and i i it's kind of a little beyond me sometimes you know why people talk about it so much well, it's good to have a signature it, it, trick. It, it, it's good it's good to have your signature trick yeah. it is like you know what i mean everyone has their signature trick and then you know there then there's your alex Broskaus who's got like like 10 everything but then you know <laughs> it, 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 it's good to have like a, a trick that makes you stand out so yeah definitely. but yeah um we have one more patreon question we kind of touched on these topics throughout the podcast maybe in a condensed way if something else is on your mind but the real slim skatey asks on june 8th you were featured in new york times at more skate parks and aggressive takeover which is the article name. It appeared to have a global take up in the skating community and was probably one of the first mainstream news coverages in a long time. Are you planning to try to get more exposure for the sport and also promote more women into the sport too through the connections you made for the article? Great job, by the way. I was very proud to be a skater when reading and sharing the article with non-skaters. Yeah, I mean, these things, uh, I would love to promote this stuff. I mean, every day that I'm skating and I'm posting something is a promotion for a female skater because that's what I am. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not reaching out to newspapers or anything like that. 
you know, to, to promote skating, but um, I'm always open to the opportunity of, you know, being the face of something or like showing face for something, just being, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I would love to, to keep promoting it. I, I hope that that's, you know, going to be like, go on forever, <laughs> honestly. Um, I love, uh, I love seeing, you know, new female skaters. I, I would love to promote new female skaters as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, of course. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems like uh, whether you've wanted to or not, you are in this ambassador position. So it's a, it's, it's a cool position to be in, but yeah cool. that's just kind of the base now so anything that i do you know anything that i do it is for the cause of promoting you know female skating because uh, again that's that's what i am i'm a female who's skating so i yeah. love that yeah well it's, it's it's been encouraging from 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 my end to see like that just get stronger over the years for me I, like in anything that has to do with getting rollerblading uh stronger on all fronts and that is amazing and just seeing like the female community just like come together and grow and people come from roller skating and, and try rollerblading and and back and forth and kind of having that energy has been really exciting over the past few years to witness so yeah that's cool um do we have any that was that for the patreon questions billy there we do we we, we, have, we we have a few we have a few questions lined up i'll try to take three or four maybe five but um samuel john butt says question for kayla What's your favorite old school video part to watch? Do you have any old school video parts that you have been motivated by or anything like that? To be honest, no, I don't really, I haven't seen that many. If I've seen uh, parts, it's been, you know, just sections. It hasn't really been full videos. Um, yeah, I'm not, like, to be honest, I'm not too keen on the history of rollerblading. I just know that uh, what's happening now, um, for the future <clears throat> is what I feel important, uh, for the new generation. Uh, because yeah, the, the OGs are great. They're, you know, they're, they obviously are the, the base of how this all started. Um, but then again, it's like, there is that like old mindset that I, I would, you know, I want to, I want to encourage, like the new stuff um, for sure to kind of, you know, to be current. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the older skaters should be open to that because um, you need new blood for things to survive and need that new perspective. And that's important, you know, being stuck in, in one way of thinking for long periods of time isn't, isn't great. And so, yeah, I think maybe some older people might resist it. I, I welcome it. I think it's awesome, but, we got a little uh, bit I wouldn't of say out with the old but we, we can hear you. Oh. So I don't know why. But okay. As long as you can hear me, me, do I look like yeah. I'm doing the robot? Oh, you caught up. You're good. Okay. I think. Gotcha. <laughs> Great. Okay. Let's, let's cut into this question from Robert Guerrero. Uh, question. Well, there, there's actually, I skipped a couple. I'll get back to those. But Robert Guerrero says, as far as female skaters go, who is your favorite to watch style wise? I really like this question. Mm -hmm. Ooh, style wise. 
That's really hard, honestly. I think that Shelly Berla is really great. Um, she came recently to the States to, uh, she had a little trip here. I skated with her. Um, I think that she's really, you know, refined in her skating, which is really cool to see. Um, China too. China is really, you know, everything is very perfect looking with China. That's really awesome to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, Kay, I love skating with Kay. The, just seeing like, you know, it's all really encouraging to watch. Um, Kay just became pro for Moonshine. So that's, that's really awesome to be able to see like her style develop into, you know, her style and her hard work and all these years develop into that. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I have a favorite really. It's, I'm kind of taking notes on everyone um, that's in the community and kind of, you know, it's, I, it's really hard to choose and say that there's a favorite when I'm like, I look up to every single person that's out there doing it. No, that, 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 I think that's the, honestly, the best way to go about it. I look at, I look at it like a buffet, you know what I mean? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, exactly. And we got a lot of color on our plate now and it looks good. So yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, we'll take a couple more and then we will let you go. By the way, thank you again for joining us. Very much appreciate you uh, joining us today and letting us ask you these questions. Um, Zigstep, I'm trying, I've read this a couple of times and I'm trying to figure out if this is even a question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> he says, uh, or they say, you have to go, you have a go-to skate park. No, you have a go-to spot slash skate park in OC to just session. Um, I'm guessing it means yeah. L LA, maybe LA or Orange, maybe, maybe they mean Orange County, but do you have a go-to spot? Um, I do. Uh, I, I mean, I have some in OC. I don't, I don't skate in OC that much. Um, I go down to Long Beach in Santa Ana. Uh, I go to down to Long Beach often to see friends, but I mostly skate in the LA area. I frequent Village a lot, Paramount Skate Park, which is where Joey would go every weekend. And I've coincidentally, like, you know, I had no idea that people were going to meet up there every weekend, but uh, anytime we would put in the group chat, like, you want to skate, it would be like a Sunday and we would be going to Village and then we'd be like, oh my God, I forgot all these people were going to be here today. Um, other than that, I, I'm a big fan of Chevy Chase, uh, skate park in LA or in Glendale area, um, especially at night. Uh, my schedule with work kind of doesn't allow me to do that anymore just because it's lights out before I'm off work, but that's a big favorite. Um, El Sereno, uh, kind of East LA is a really, um, popular one for me as well. Um, I've been to Manza a few times. Uh, I know that a lot of people gathered there. So um, if I'm in the area or if I can make the trip, I try to go down there as well. Um, yeah, those are some pretty big ones, uh, I would say, in my roster. Okay, so you, ha you have some go-tos. I think this is a, a perfect um, ending question to end this on. I think we're looking uh, at the same one. We're looking at the same question. It's a fantastic question. Hot off the presses. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, it's awesome because my, my, my actual my, my wife went to go see the, the Barbie movie yesterday and she came back and she was like kind of giving me a lecture on stuff when she got back from it. So this is even a, even better for the time of the question. Uh, Skate Hard 2000 asks, in a male dominated culture, what can men learn from the female experience of rollerblading? What can men learn from the experience of female rollerblading? Um, I don't know, the encouragement, the uh, friendships that I've gained, I feel like I don't see uh, a lot um, being like vocalized like I do with my friends or my friends with me, uh, which is a big part of, you know, what people see on the outside too. So, you know, females seeing females um, encouraging each other makes, you know, females want to skate more. And I feel like with men sometimes it can be a little more um competitive uh which i think that you know it it can be great to feel competitive but it's also you have to let go of that um and see the bigger picture of like you know who are you competing against like you know everyone wants to do the same thing everyone wants to be in the same hobby in the same sport like why why does it have to be like you know a competitive thing when it can be an encouraging thing it can be about you know the people that you meet um <clears throat> yeah i think it's it's really just that i most of my friends are girls that i skate with so it's it's hard to say like what um it's hard to say what men can learn from that when it's something that I just practice every day. Yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely an on the spot kind of question. Sorry about that. It's very it's very No, it's okay. In, yeah. It was a good one though. Yeah. But I think I think you I think you you did good dis describing your answer and um I think it's been a great episode and I'm I'm very happy that you were able to join us today. Before we let you go, do you have any shout outs, thank yous, uh, last words that you would like to say? I mean, I, you know, I shout out my girl crew, everyone that's there, that's been there, been supportive of me. I shout out them skates for just the continued support. John, um, who basically as soon as I met felt like a really close family member of mine Alex who was really there for my upbringing of this uh really encouraging very mentor style um and you know Robbie even Robbie Pitts I love Robbie Robbie's like you know one of the people that will consistently try to get me to skate and go out even when I'm not feeling great you know I, I will always get a message from Robbie like hey I haven't seen you in ages it'll be those words exactly um and then it'll be like miss skating with you uh gives amazing tips um has helped me really uh refine ways that I'm skating um yeah shout out to to anyone out there really that's you know on it's not even on my side but on the side of like progression um i really appreciate that and everyone that's that's out there you know rooting for me and rooting for 
women, rooting for the sport itself. Um, yeah. Who doesn't love Robbie Pitts? <laughs> <laughs> the How devil. Do not love Robbie Pitts. But um, real quick, also on, t- on top of all that. Is there anything that you're working on? Any projects? We've, we've been talking about a lot of like collaborations and projects and stuff like that. Is there anything to keep an eye out for? Anything you're involved in? Anything that you could maybe talk about or anything like that? Um, at the moment, uh, no, I'm not. I mean, honestly, this is my project right now is this podcast <laughs> at this moment. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't have anything lined up at the moment. Um, just trying to skate as much as I can. Uh, you know, it's the summer. I really want to be able to get out there and film more street clips. I haven't really been doing that uh, at all very much. It's kind of difficult to do that when I don't have um, someone to consistently be able to be there and film or like, you know, but um, yeah, I don't have any projects right now. Just keep a lookout for anything, though. I'm sure that something will pop up soon. We look forward to it. But Kayla, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Everybody in the live chat seems to be loving it. If you love it, please subscribe, hit the like button, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Keep an eye out for all of Kayla's future projects and everything coming up. Also, if you want to be a part of the 50-50 giveaway, we're going to post on our Instagram as well. But enter, post your sale grabs, hashtag 50-50 frame giveaway. And uh, we'll post it on our Instagram too so you have all the info there as well. But everybody... Thank you so much, Kayla. Again, thank you so much. We'll see you all in the next one. Peace. Bye. Bye.